0: Welcome back to Relate. We are in week eight of Song of Solomon, talking about maturing in love. Last week, we talked all about how to fight, and we had a professional family and marriage counselor, Rebecca Maxwell, here, and she gave some incredibly helpful and practical advice on how you and your spouse can fight in the most honoring way. If you missed it, I highly encourage you to go back and view it. All right, back to this week. Maturing in love, we have some very special guests with us today, Rusty and Amy Pritchett. Rusty serves as an elder over our church, and together they make a dynamic duo as a marriage. I'm so excited to get to hear from them today. Before we dive in, we like to break the ice a bit with a little warm-up question. So in front of you, you have a piece of paper and a marker. You are going to answer this question secretly without your spouse seeing what you write, and you can't deliberate with one another, okay? So here's the question. What is your favorite memory you have with your spouse? What is your favorite memory you have with your spouse? And while we give them a moment to think, check out this short clip from Pastor Joby's sermon on maturing in love this week.
1: So here's the point, your love can grow old or you can grow old together in love. It's your call, it's your call. You see, again, your marriage, our marriages are a picture of God's covenant love for us, that God continuously loves us that God, at great expense to Himself, does whatever it takes to rescue us and redeem us and chase us down and pursue us, and that's how we're supposed to love one another. All right, we're back, and
0: while we were away watching the clip, our lovely guests were writing down what their favorite (laughs) memory they have with their spouse is. So we will start down at this end. Elder Rusty, what did you write as your favorite memory with your spouse?
2: I just picked one. There's a lot, but all of them I couldn't really talk about here. Okay. So it was uh, lunch after our first date. <laughs> when uh, So I, I, we both grew up in Gainesville, but uh, we had met the night before at the Honky Tonk for the first time. So I invited her to lunch <laughs> the next real day.
3: Thing? No.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't. The <no>. Honky <laughs> Tonk?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't called the Honky
2: Tonk. It was a, it was a bar where the band I worked for played. So.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> so I invited her to lunch the next day. You know, I we just met there, it was the first time. And so I said, Why don't you come by my house and, and uh, have lunch with me? And so I waited and I waited. And conveniently, when uh, she oh, knocked insane. on the door, I had just gotten out of the shower and only had a towel. So
0: convenient. Soaking wet. I mean, you can't
2: blame a guy for trying. She's just like, Go get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I had muscles in those days. So but I really, but that, it says a lot about her because it didn't work. You know? <laughs> That was a good memory. That's, that's
0: awesome. <laughs> okay, Amy,
3: what'd you put? Okay, so I put um, being at Lake Alice in Gainesville also when we first met and just sitting and talking for hours mm. and really just talking around the right. Lake Alice. Um, but we really got to know each other and became friends, and it was the foundation of our relationship, mm. I think. So, so good. Yeah, that cool. Love
0: that. All right, you two. Pastor Joby, what'd you put?
1: I put... <laughs> none of your business (laughs) my favorite memories of Gretchen okay I know things about her
0: XOXO isn't that how you do it just to cap it off (laughs) yeah man I talked about
1: it uh in the sermon right like as you're you know there's things about her that only I know and they're the best memories
4: (laughs) okay would you put put the same thing no no
1: way
4: (laughs) trip to Asheville
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it's kind of, they kind of go together.
4: <laughs> oh, so I was going to ask you about
0: Asheville, but maybe we should just leave out of question one. That was great. One. <laughs> I think we're
1: going back this year, too, aren't we?
0: Yes, we are. All right, we're going to dive in.
1: Why are you blushing?
0: I'm blushing. I'm a little uncomfortable. I have to sit so close to you. And Okay. All right, Rusty and Amy, we're talking about maturing in love, right? Have you been in any seasons of life where you found maybe your love growing stale? And what did you do to get out of that season?
3: So... We kind of talked about that, and stale isn't the word that comes to mind when we're talking about our relationship. We've had good, good times, and we've had some pretty crappy times, but I wouldn't say stale. There were times where we had to be more intentional than others to keep our friendship and our marriage in a good, strong place. but I don't feel like we ever got stale. Yeah.
2: For me, it's more like a kind of a simmering volcano, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was never—I mean, I got burned. I got stale on my work. I got burned out. I got stressed out by finances. I got—but you know, we it, between the two of us, it was never that way. We just—you know—it was. Uh, if anybody gets credit for us being here today, it's just him and, and her. It's not me. Because she uh, she put up with some stuff there that I, I would just internalize stuff, you know, and. Um, it was crazy it, um, how far apart we were. She was just like, "Don't let the sun go down in your anger." But like you talked about last week about stabbing somebody with a sword, I will to be very caref- careful that I didn't say anything that could hurt you. That you know, mm-hmm. if you say I hate you, that sticks with you. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to wait 30 days and just process. 30 it. days. She was not going to sleep on it, and I was I waiting 30 sleep. days. <laughs> 30 days. So, so three weeks would go by, and yeah. she'd say something. I'd say, "Well, you remember three weeks ago when you did this, and then last week you did this," and she's just like, "So it was, it was never stale. That was not stale. Right. It was just us dealing with stuff, you know."
0: Yeah, that's good. Hmm. Okay, so Joby and Gretchen, how do you guys make sure now that your love doesn't grow old? Go ahead, babe. You go to Asheville.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, do a lot of Asheville trips. <laughs> now, I, I think honestly, watching the two of you and how you treat each other is huge for you. you know a couple that I mean we've we've been married 21 years, but even couples that are have been married um, a lot less, you got to look up to people mm, like that, that's right. you know, and realize that. I, the way that they treat each other is the way that's going to keep your love from growing mm-hmm. stale or old or um, go to a bad place.
1: Yeah, man, we've known we've known you guys since two thousand three, when you had wow. I was their kids. You pastor, youth pastor. That's right. and their oldest one was being terrible <laughs> <laughs> to you. So anyway, to me, so to that, me. that's how we first <laughs> met. But but like Gretchen said, for was that like eighteen years ago? We've been looking up to you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, since that time, I mean, honestly, you the way you doed over your wife, I mean, for real, man. <laughs> and then, and, and then, in addition to that, you know, when we planned at the church, and I asked Rusty to be an elder, and he said yes. And one of the things that happens, like with the elders to me, they ask a whole lot of questions about what kind of husband I'm being at home, and so it just kind of helps it be in the forefront, you know. And then, and then, a bunch of our elders model that too, but. I don't know. We've never gotten to a stale place. There's times where we can just like, like it's either real good or real bad. There's not a lot of middle. You know what I mean? But I mean, right. we, we'll fight with the best of them. But there's not like a lot of just, like no, nah, there's yeah. none of that.
0: All right. So we got this question in. Um, it says, my husband and I just had our son in May of 2019, so about two years old. And while, they were, while there were expected challenges that come with being new parents, like not sleeping for the first year, he's getting older and we have some time to step back and breathe for a minute. We are struggling with lack of intimacy emotionally and physically and prioritizing our marriage over other relationships like our son, our immediate family, or friends. Any practical tips or suggestions you can give to reconnect and how to approach this type of conversation? So we'll start down there with the Pritchett's. Anything you got for this couple?
2: I think one of the things that's worked for us is we've got this uh, vacation rhythm that we do that even when we when our kids were younger, um, we would do a family vacation with them, and then she would have a girls' weekend, girls' weekends when we it wasn't a matter oh of keeping records, but I might have a golf weekend and she'd have girls
3: just a little golf weekend. Um,
2: we'd, then, but then we would have that, that Pentecostal me and her kind of thing <laughs> weekend so it, but that. If we didn't take that time for us, if it was just kids, everything around the kids. So to that person, now while they're young, go ahead establish that okay. rhythm. Mm-hmm. And it, it is. It's the guy yeah. needs to have some time on his own. The girl needs to. Have, the wife needs to have some time on her own and with the family, and then together. Yep. And I think
3: it's important to be intentional. Like sometimes schedules get so busy and people get so busy, and you find other things all of a sudden are just taking up all your t- all your space. And, you know, if you have a two-year-old, you're tired all the time anyway. <laughs> right. So you just be intentional about making a date night. And even, I mean, when we used to have a date night in the beginning when the boys were little, we couldn't afford a babysitter and a date night. So it was like, get the babysitter, <laughs> pack the cooler, we'll go to the beach, right. and I'm not going home until the kids are asleep. <laughs> right. You know, so I yeah, think do he, what you, he, can he, right? That's right. And just make something where it's just the two of you. So where you're talking and you have a chance to just be together and reconnect. Because it's a lot as a new parent and starting businesses and all of that. I remember
2: the time we were we got caught parking behind the food line. <laughs> like they, they couldn't believe we were married. we were like, she's my wife. But we couldn't afford to go out. So that we were just...
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> <was> you! <crazy>. I'm not <laughs> allowed to open okay. your mouth again. Okay. No, it's great. I love it. Anything you guys could offer to this couple?
1: Uh, that's it, man. You got to prioritize. Or you got to schedule your priorities, not prioritize your schedule. Yep. You got to just okay. put them on the calendar. Um, yeah, for sure. You got to do some like vacations without the kids. One of the best things you can do for your kids is absolutely. to absolutely show them the world does not revolve around them. Right? Look them in the face right. and be like, "We are going somewhere awesome, and you are not coming right. with us." Peace. It is. That's 15 years of student ministry speaking because what you want for your kids as they grow up more than anything else is for them to feel secure and nothing will make them feel more secure than mama and daddy loving each other. And it matters like crazy. And the other thing too, if you play it right, you can enjoy the busyness of your kids' lives together. Like when JP was doing travel baseball and stuff, we would, take, we would, we would you know, do that stuff together. It wasn't like an either, either or thing. You know, we might stay an extra day and do something together, and, mm-hmm. and we're riding all over town now, going to all kind of gymnastics and weightlifting and all that stuff. But, you know, we, even if it's just getting the car and we ride together, uh, you, you just need to find those kinds of times where you can make it work.
0: Yeah, you got to get creative for sure. Okay, so knowing how long both of you have been married, so we have twenty-one years. You just celebrated an anniversary, right? Twenty-one Correct. years, oh. and. What, thir- 68. Si-
2: 34 for her, 34 for me. So, 68
0: total. Okay, so 30- 34. <laughs> okay, so knowing how long you've been married, if you could go back and write yourself a note on how to continuously cultivate your marriage, what would it be? And we'll stop, start down there with you, Rusty.
2: I would write a note to my younger self to listen more to her. You know, at, at the time, she, she really is wise counsel. I didn't know it at the time. Hmm. Um, I... I value her independence more today than I even cared to listen to at the time, but I, I think the last thing I really wanted was somebody that just did everything I wanted to do and couldn't make a decision without me. She was independent almost to, um, it was a good thing, I didn't Not recognize it as much that time, <laughs> but I would tell myself, I would say, hey man, pay attention to your wife, you know, she's, yeah. she's pretty, I used to say, she's right again, dang it, you know, <laughs> but she is, so I would um i wouldn't keep things from her I, I kept some some very stressful internal financial things inside of me that i thought i was protecting her mm-hmm. you know i didn't want her to have to worry about it but when this pastor preached about some of you people selling your houses and some of you people <laughs> quitting your jobs and that came up and i we wanted to make sure our house wasn't an idol well that's when it all came out and it was a tough time mm-hmm. and so i i would tell my younger self don't keep those things. Yeah. For the reason I kept them. Yeah.
0: What about you, Pastor Joby?
2: Don't be so
1: selfish. I mean, I would just evaluate, especially early on. It was just, how is this affecting me, you know? Mm. And, um, I mean, I, I wish I would have told myself, why don't you just do one little thing every day to serve her? Mm. Like whether it's just wash the well, dishes or just one thing every day to serve her. Instead of coming home looking to be served... Why don't you come home and just look to mm-hmm. serve?
0: And just one small thing every day. It makes right. a difference over time, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, what about the wives? What's something you would tell your younger okay. self?
3: Mine would be similar to what JB said, selfish. Like, I would be taking care of the kids and the family, and it was like all these different hats of, mm. am I at work, am I at home as a mom, am I a wife? Do I get to get dinner on the table? Like, I felt like I had to do everything, and everything had to be perfect. And um, I was doing it all my way.
4: Mm.
3: And it wasn't always what my family needed.
0: Mm. Mm.
4: Okay. What about for you? Um, I Definitely, this one's a no-brainer for me because when I was younger, I was very careless with my words toward mm. Joby. And I think that I would go back and completely change that because he is a words of affirmation guy. And um, I would just get so frustrated because he can... Argue the pain off the walls, mm. I would just give up and just start saying mean things. Mm. And it really affected him, and he finally came out and told me that, you know, however many years later. And we did the five love languages, and I realized, oh my gosh, he's words of affirmation, mm. and I've been doing the complete opposite of that. Mm. So it's good. Totally would change that.
0: That's good. Okay, so. What are the things in this world, and there is a wide array, but what are some things that can get in the way of intimacy with your spouse as you grow older? Like, what are the things in the world trying to take your attention away from intimacy with your spouse? And Gretchen, we'll start with you on this one.
4: Well, speaking from a female point of view, I think what the world says that you have to look like and be like Mm -hmm. and act like is probably a really hard one for a lot of women, especially after they've had babies and things change and things get bigger and things <laughs> get lower. And, <laughs> and and honestly, I think that you have to realize that your husband loves you just as much now as that wedding mm-hmm. night. And none of that matters what the world says that you have to be and how you have to measure up. that that doesn't matter, that um, you cannot let that affect your intimacy with your husband. That's good. Anything you want
1: to add? Uh, I talked about it this weekend, but I think men tend to lose creativity as they get older. And they just, you know, when you were younger, you would pursue and do the cooler and get a blanket and go to the beach. you do stuff. Now you just come on, sit on the couch, and then when you want to make out, you just sort of like... Ring the bell, you know. It's like, can we? No. Ugh. And then we got to keep that creativity alive. And then and then I think women, as they get older, they lose spontaneity. Yeah. You know? Like when you're all young and fun, you know, you can be all flirty, whatever, out. And then you get old and married, and you're like, what are you doing? This is the kitchen. That's not where that happens. You know what I mean? And you get all, like, just inflexible.
3: Inflexible.
1: And so you just got to, like, I mean, with your attitude, you just got to, like... <laughs> Stay creative and stay good. spontaneous.
3: Good. Anything you guys could have? Busyness gets mm-hmm. in the way. Good and then when you're done being busy, you're tired. So, again, intentional. Be intentional That's really good. Um, and make time for each other. And one of the things that I love with us is he always makes me feel special. I mean, he, we've been married 34 years, and... Randomly, I still get flowers for no reason, or he surprises me with taking me out of town for the weekend, or picks a place, and we're going out, and I mean, like, he's, he's really romantic, and I like that, (laughs) especially after 34 years, and I think that that's intention, you know, Mm -hmm. he knows that it makes me feel good, and he, he does it.
1: (laughs) And you were a Florida football player, right? <laughs> yes, sir. And yet somehow you're an elder here. I'm not sure how that <laughs> slipped by.
2: But we call that the Holy Land. Now, right? <laughs> oh, it's something.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, if like a big old tough football player type guy can do it, then surely
3: mm-hmm.
1: we all got it in us,
2: right?
3: Yeah,
2: no. She she said that just how I wrote it up for you. That was very nice. <laughs> 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 I just, I, just um, I, I think the thing that gets in the way of Missy is me and. Mm. My selfishness, basically, but when I'm the old, am I trying to please man or am I, am I a soldier for Christ? Because, you know, there's people will tell you, the world will tell you, well, man, you work hard, you should do this. Or, you, So what if you play that much golf or so what? But I, I can be distracted even when I'm around her. We, we are doing, we have set aside um, Sunday afternoon evenings as our time together, our Sabbath time. And we rarely schedule anything else that time. We've done that for a long time, and just and it'll just be the two of us. Whether we're just hang, I just I really like hanging out with her. You know, that's yeah. the, that's the thing. It's like it's never it was never stale. It was just it's um. I guess like a lot of people, it sounds like we were both in relationships when we met, yeah. you know, and we became friends first, mm-hmm. and we've never lost that. Yeah. To me, we, we we don't ever go out to dinner and just sit there and like, what are we going to talk about? There's always <laughs> something to talk about. It, you know. Yeah. Do you so believe what me. he said tonight at church? <laughs> <laughs> Always something.
0: <laughs> okay, so we're gonna have everyone answer this one too, because I just love all of you answering all of these. What is something that your spouse does that stirs your affections for them? So something like it's not with different than the warm up question. Okay. Like a small thing, like she makes me coffee every morning. He holds my hand when we're walking down the street. Something. What is something that your spouse does that stirs your affections for them? Yeah, I'll go.
4: Honestly, just the way that he treats the kids, Mm. and the the good dad that you are to the kids, um, and to me too. But when I watch you with the kids with Reagan, and she will—I mean, she's going to be twelve, and she'll crawl up in his lap as Mm. if she were two, and he lets her. And she pets him on the face, and, <laughs> and he loves it. And just the way that he treats Reagan and the way that he treats J.P., he's so intentional about every sport that he does, everything that he's involved in. and um, That's true. And just uh, he loves the children so much that it just makes just makes me so happy. Mm. And, you know, It's
1: awesome. Yeah. Um, I was
0: getting a little emotional there. Well,
1: <laughs> uh, you know. Some people cry, I'm not a cryer. It work out. <laughs> I'm not crying, you're crying. Uh-huh. Ah man. Did you see Gretchen touching my knee just before as you were asking that question? It's just a little stuff like that. It's not that's not in a sexual way, but just when she mm-hmm. just kinda like reaches out, she kind of does it almost like unconsciously or mm-hmm. I don't know. Right, subconsciously. subconsciously, right? And so she just like reaches out and just kind of To make sure i'm there that and then when she gives me compliments Mm. like if if she tells me the sermon was good or something like that that's what
4: that's
0: why you teared up when she's saying how much when you love the kids
4: correct that's how much he loves the kids it's awesome i know i love it yeah
0: listen i we've i've been in meetings where we have to stop because pastor we has to go watch jp run track or whatever it is and we're all like this is awesome i love that we work at a place that Mm -hmm. Values that, and that you do that. It's a great example for many of us. For
2: sure.
0: Man. Okay, what about for you guys? You want me to read the question? It's an
2: easy one for me because I've got 31 of them here on my phone. <laughs> oh. I mean, literally, I, I can read them all. I could, I could pick a number. <laughs> She's the most judge, non-judgmental person I know. That just, that stirs me. Her generosity. She likes to Sabbath with me. I already said that. Not materialistic. Her inner beauty, her outer beauty, her skin, her love for the Lord. The way she values family. I mean, I could just go on and on. I just came from a sermon, as you know. Um, waking up with her next to her every day, she's a great cook. She loves to dance. She likes to go on bike rides. Her honesty, her independent nature, I talked about that earlier. Her work ethic, her adventurous spirit. She's secure in her own identity. Um, doesn't waste energy comparing herself to others. Um, she never wow. complains. She's an She offers wide counsel. I've said all those things. I've just, yeah. I've stirred a lot. Okay. She is, I'm. We we argue sometimes about who is the most blessed man on the planet. I think it's me because I've had more years. He thinks it's him. Sixty-eight. But, but.
3: 68. <laughs> so there's awesome. a lot. I love that. Well, well, that's hard to beat. It is a um, little hard. So, gosh, there's there's so much. Like, I I love the attention that he gives me. I love when he looks at me with those blue eyes and it's like he's looking right through me and he... (laughs) (laughs) He likes his blue eyes. Um, But the way that he cares for other people, he cares for me and he always makes sure that I have everything I need and um, especially lately with the things that we've been going through, like he's been the most amazing person to have by my side, Mm. my husband and... And he loves me. Like, there's no doubt in my mind he loves me because he just treated me so tenderly when we went through some surgeries and different things that we had to go through in the past couple months. And that just stirred me. But he just, he cares for other people and he cares for our family. And even though our boys are grown and they're both married and... uh, have children or have one on the way the time that he spends with them and he continues to pour to them and they look up to their dad and I just think he's been an amazing role model and I'm so blessed for that because my dad wasn't always there
2: mm-hmm.
3: so to have that kind of father for our children
2: means a lot
0: awesome.
2: we really both of us came from divorced families and we kind of early in our marriage said, let's break that cycle
0: mm-hmm. in a, we've worked go. on it.
2: yeah yep.
1: Yeah, and I would say, uh, I'd like to encourage everybody watching. Uh, Gretchen mentioned mentioned this right at the beginning, but we've been looking up to this couple for almost 20 years, right? Right. And this is what we want to be like. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we're on our way, but this isn't a recent endeavor that they've been influencing us for a long time. Mm -hmm. And what I would say to everybody watching is, you should find some couples like this in our church, and there's a a bunch, literally hundreds of people that have been married at least a decade longer than you have, and this is why disciple group matters so much. It's one of the reasons we do intergenerational disciple groups. There are some people, and here's the thing: you find some great couple. They don't think they're great. They think they're just doing. They're just struggling through life like everybody else. But you should just go and say, "Can we spend time with you? Can we take out dinner? Can we come walk your dogs or do something to get in your life? Babysit your kids, whatever it is. Just so you can try to get some of it on you." And it's really, really, really important for your marriage.
0: That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you guys, I feel like I could sit here and listen to what you love about each other forever. Because, <laughs> And I feel like a great homework for all of us married would be to have that conversation. Look your spouse in the eye and tell them what stirs your affections that they do. I, I just feel like I'm getting all choked up over here and my <laughs> husband's not even at the table right now. So um, thank you so much, Elder Rusty and Amy. And thank you truly, thanks, thanks for your having marriage us. is such an example of what we all want. And so thank you for being here. Um, Pastor Joby and Gretchen, any final words you'd have for those that want to grow
4: old in love? Don't give up. Amen. Don't give up because it gets hard. It's not always easy. I mean, we make it sound like rainbows and butterflies all the time, (laughs) and it's not. And you need to know that it's not always easy, and you're going to fall down, and you're going to make mistakes, and you're going to hurt your spouse in some way because we're human we mm-hmm. make mistakes right. um but you just don't give up on each other good. and you let it draw you closer to your spouse and not further away that's good
1: yeah and our love is not supposed to grow old again the bible says that god is love and god doesn't grow old or stale mm-hmm. that 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 we grow deeper and deeper and deeper in our relationship with him and that should be reflected in our love for one another that's right.
0: so that's right that's good yeah. Well, thank you so much for all of you tuning in. I hope you feel challenged, encouraged, and hopeful for all the years ahead in your marriage. Join us next week as we dive even deeper into the idea of till death do us part. We'll see you soon.